Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This is the best of two pros and a cup of Joe with LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, and Jonas Knox on Fox Sports Radio. By the way, another morning of rain uh, in my neck of the woods. I don't know if it's raining. Hey, bro, I'm just, it's so upsetting. (laughs) It is so, like, and, and, and Trish continues to say, you know, the earth has to balance itself out, and we should be grateful and happy that we're getting all of this rain. I've never seen this much rain since living here, and it's almost been a decade. You know, I, she's right. I, I guess okay. we have to appreciate it because once it's gone, you know what we'll be saying? Dang, I wish we could get a little rain. I don't like, think get, so. Get a little cool. Yeah, I'm with you there. I, I, I don't think I'm so. Just trying, I'm trying to. Yeah, I'm with you, <laughs> like I'm with you there. Look, and this is, there. you know, people in the South are dealing with tornadoes, and they've got all that that fiasco that that's got going on and so it could be much worse but man there there was a slug in my backyard the size of a hot dog healthy bun. super healthy I, like literally the size of a hot dog bun yeah they, just, they're gonna dry the hell up soon but just they, hanging been, out oh yeah and i've had a lot of slugs snails you call them slugs do you have snails or are you calling them both. slugs there's some that are that have the we got, uh, i had like a million snails yeah, some a whole of, bunch of snails, some, which I think is a slug that just has a shell, right? Yeah, it's you can big, eat this. It's a, it's a slug. Ew. It's a slug with is a backpack called, on. That's called escargot. Yeah, it's a slug with a backpack on, and they just hang out. And so you're saying that 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 slugs are dropouts and snails are smart. They just yeah they they, they don't stay at school yeah they they okay. they, they want to pretend and they want everybody to think that it's all by memory they don't need their books they don't need their trapper keepers they don't need anything like we don't need a shell we can just go into class and we can memorize everything and they're just hanging out and then I didn't realize because these wild mushrooms were popping up in and around my backyard and I hate mushrooms mushrooms are the most disgusting food on the planet like every time I walk by the mushrooms in the produce aisle. I want to just hire uh, uh, somebody from outside to throw up on them so they have to get rid of all of them. Yummy. It's, it's disgusting. They're revolting. Anybody that, eat, that eats mushrooms, you should rethink what it is you're doing in your life. I love mushrooms. So wild, I just had some mushrooms yesterday. Wild mushrooms are popping up all over the place. Yeah. And they're bad. Get some for me. Bring them in okay, for me. Okay. They're bad for dogs. Yeah. All right. They'll do major damage to dogs. 
from my understanding. Like if your dog eats a wild mushroom, like they'll turn into a, like like a rabbit with four eyes. Like they just it, it ruins them, destroys them. And I didn't realize Dead poison. I didn't realize that part of the <laughs> was that Rick Pitino <laughs> was Rick Rick Pitino chiming in on the on the uh, program here. Oh, John Calipari. Sorry about that. Uh, so if you, I didn't realize that part of what grows wild mushrooms is yeah. feces cool. from yeah. the slugs. Bats. Oh, the, I well, <laughs> bat slug, same thing. No, that's and maybe that's uh, what that's the what coffee. What coffee? <laughs> what something from about? bats. Something from bats. And there's what? something else. Poop again. No, <laughs> There's something else too, um, isn't it? Uh, truffles, aren't truffles from bats or something like no, that? No, I think those are those are mushrooms, aren't they? Aren't truffles mushrooms? Lee, you're a mushroom guy. Lee, you're on shrooms right now. What is the? Uh, I believe <laughs> truffles are a fungus. Yeah, but they're not mushrooms. They are edible spores, apparently. Yeah. Uh, God. And so yeah, nasty. the new trend is like mushroom coffee. Yeah, mushroom coffee. Yep. That is the new trend. Like, let, me just, new sh- let me just tell you something. And, and, and uh, espresso, espresso uh, uh, martinis. Yeah, that's different than mushroom coffee. Like, like a mushroom's a fungus, and so what you like every time you have a mushroom, like when you order a pizza and you say, "Yeah, can I get a, a a large cheese with pepperoni and mushrooms?" Why don't you just say, "Can I get a large cheese with pepperoni and athlete's foot?" Because that's what's what it crazy. Is. That is my favorite. That is my absolute favorite go-to for pizza. God. Mushrooms and, and pepperoni. No, man. Jonas, there are other kinds of mushroom out there besides the ones that go on your pizza. There's really good, like, you know, porcini mushrooms. All Hold these on. Different so you're saying the mushrooms nasty. that go on your pizza are bad? Yeah. What are you well, saying? Well, those are just like, those are okay. Yeah. Why are you some They're mushroom racist, Sam? They're normal. Yeah. Prejudice. Oh, I mean, yeah. racist. Come on, man. Yeah. What God, are you you're, you're, you're saying that. that those gray ones aren't that good. Categorizing mushrooms by like the race. Ones that go into pasta. God. Yeah. Lee. So gross. Good for you, man. They're good for you. No, they're not. You're Mr. Health, but you, you're... No, and, and they, they are gross. good for you, actually. They look gross. Yeah, that's your problem. Yeah, but whatever. Point Truffles is- are actually underground mushrooms in the fungi, in the fungi kingdom. Okay, so they're coffin mushrooms, so stay underground. As <laughs> far as you can. Coffin mushrooms. Yeah, stay underground. Okay. You don't know about truffle butter? Uh, it's nasty, man. Anything that's got something to do with mushrooms, I think, is just disgusting. I don't get it. No. Nope. Sam, what are you? <laughs> what is going on here? <sighs> All right. Anyway, so, yeah, that's what we're dealing with out here. We've got more uh, more it's rain. It's a lot of rain. Yeah, more that's, rain. That's <laughs> more too rain. Much rain. And uh, bowling pin rain. slugs crawling around the backyards and destroying uh, our, our surroundings. But uh, oh the, po- the, the point is, uh, we've got ourselves another issue in the world of sports, LeVar. And that issue is at the running back position. We've talked to nauseam about the devaluing of the position. 
But I, I was looking up just to kind of get a better perspective on where we're at with, with something that was a foundational piece in the NFL for years and years and years. So Christian McCaffrey, now Christian McCaffrey finds himself, finds himself on the other side of the fence. He actually got paid. Like he actually got paid and he got paid while he was in Carolina. Now he's a member of the San Francisco 49ers. He was actually speaking with Rich Eisen. This was a few weeks back. And he talked about just sort of how the position is valued. This is before all of these other instances like Josh Jacobs and Saquon Barkley and Dalvin Cook and Eckler and all these guys and all these stories have been popping up this week. Christian McCaffrey talked about this a little while back, and he had some interesting things to say, not only about the value of the position around the league, but in comparison to other positions and the utilization of the franchise tag. When I look at what you know receivers make and fuck receivers make around the league, and then you look at what running backs make, you know we're 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 at the bottom of the list, and and you know you got backs who <laughs> had two thousand yard seasons, you've had backs who've had seven hundred fifty to eight hundred yards receiving, and you know a lot of people use the injury, um, the injury argument, but and you know I don't I don't know if that's necessarily valid when you look at some of the receivers who have been hurt who still get big contracts. And so I understand we touch the ball the most, but in my opinion, I think we create a lot of value in doing so as well. So there's there's a lot of arguments multiple ways, but I definitely think somewhere along the line, the uh, the franchise tag and what the market did to the running back position, I think they're definitely undervalued. And I think if you ask the running backs around the league, they would probably say the same thing. So, so they need to get a running backs union, you know, and unionize. Is that possible? Can they I do that? I doubt it. I doubt it. <laughs> That'd be pretty cool. And if cool. you boycott it, like, oh, running backs <laughs> united, we're boycotting the league. They'd be like, ah, oh, well, no, it's another receiver. It's just a separate, a separate office at the NFLPA. Like, uh, running backs over there, and they, uh, they all just have their own. Little <laughs> Calling running room. back number six. <laughs> running back number six. Uh, you know what? When he brings up the franchise tag, because the franchise tag has been, uh, I know in certain cases, like Kirk Cousins used the franchise tag beautifully, and he's gotten paid and paid and paid, and uh, Drew Brees used the franchise tag, and he got big contracts and all that. But like this, this is the part that's kind of when you take a step back and look at it, it's 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 pretty wild to think about. So, of all the position groups. And the franchise tag number attached to those position groups. The only position group that has a lower franchise tag number than running back is kicker slash punter. Hmm. Like, just think quarterback, wide receiver, tight end, O line, D tackle, D end, linebacker, cornerback, safety. All of them have a bigger franchise tag number than the running back. The only one the running back beats out is the kicker slash punter. And that's based on the average of the top five salaries per, per position up in the upcoming year. And obviously it scales depending on, you know, what, what the salary cap is at that point. But like we're talking about one of the most important positions in the NFL and the seemingly, average, seemingly, yeah, seemingly. And, and the, even if it were the most important, you're talking about you're still talking about running backs, right? Yes. I just I again, I just think that seemingly it being the most important position, which it's not, it's the quarterback. 
but knowing how important a running back is to a quarterback's success. You take away Edger and James and Marshall Falk, you don't have a Peyton Manning. You take away Corey Dillon and and um, what was Antoine Antoine Smith Smith, Antoine Smith. Um, You take away those backs that uh, uh, Kevin Falk. You take away those those backs from Tom Brady. You don't have a Tom Brady. You take away Jerome Bettis from from Ben Roethlisberger. You don't have a Ben Roethlisberger. You know we can keep going. Right. We can keep going like the name. Like if Joe Montana doesn't have uh, Roger Craig, Ricky Waters, um, Rathman, if he doesn't have that, you don't have a, uh, a, a Steve Young or a Joe Montana. You take away Emmett Smith and, and Moose Johnson. You don't have a Troy Aikman. And, and for what it's worth, you probably don't have a Michael Irving. You know, so if you go, you take away Thurman Thomas, you don't have a, a Jim Kelly. You can go, you can continue, like anything you look at, I'd say the only one that you can't really make that argument point is with more recent quarterbacks. Like yeah. Pat Mahomes is going to be Pat Mahomes. Yeah. He's going to be Patrick Mahomes. I mean, that's just the way their offense is structured. And I think that that becomes the, the, the issue. I think that trend of being able to have interchangeable running backs and them not having to be really big-name running backs came from Andy Reid. I really do. I think it came from Andy Reid. I mean, you think about what he was able to do in Philadelphia. He took really, like, obscure talents like Brian Westbrooks and Deuce uh, Staley's and turned them into, like, really, really helpful pieces to his offense. They were a passing offense. People may not know that. He's been airing it out for a long time. Donovan McNabb was airing that ball out in Philadelphia. And what did you do? You had you had Deuce Staley. You had Cor- Correll Buckholder. You had Brian Westbrook. You, yeah. you know, then you had Shady McCoy. You have all these guys that have the same type of style, can catch the ball out of the backfield, can catch screens really well, can get upfield, can do all of these things. They're elusive. They're not very big. You saw this developing with Andy Reid's offense. And what is this league? It's a copycat league. Who has the best offense out there? It's Kansas City. And they do not have their running back by committee. I mean, when they had LaShawn McCoy, LaShawn McCoy wasn't even playing. They was using other guys when they made the Super Bowl run. So it's 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 easy to say you can look at the historical value of what the running back's position presents but the bottom line is Jonas like you can find guys to be just as serviceable it's sad to say but you can find guys that can be just as serviceable in these new styles of offense that where you don't have to value the position the way you once did so who would you say yet off the top of your head you may you may already know this but who would you say led the league which team led the league in rushing last year off the top of your head you had to guess if if I had to guess, I would probably say Tennessee. Yeah. If I had to guess. Yeah. Uh, it was the Bears who were the worst team in the league. Who was the best? Uh, the Bears were the were the worst team in the league. They led the league in rushing. Oh, okay. They led the team of yeah. uh, the league in rushing. Yeah. Yeah. And well, t- t- Tennessee I don't know, was. But I don't know. I don't know that, that, that the correlation is because they could run the ball. But, like, that's a team who, part, I mean, 
they ran the ball because of Justin Fields, obviously. That was uh, his effectiveness rushing the football. He nearly broke the record. He would have if he had played the final week, final game of the season, uh, Mike Vick's record, uh, Lamar Jackson's record, rather. But that's like an indication that that's a team that has to rely on the run because their passing game wasn't there. They were the worst team in the league. Hey, you know what else is interesting? I know we're up against a break. Um what else is interesting when when you think about running? It's almost like comparable to the three point the three pointer in the NBA and how Steph Curry changed the whole environment yep. of how you approach playing basketball. It's like the mid range of football. Two points aren't good enough anymore. Yeah, it's almost like if you can't if you can't do something that is extraordinary, being inside the three point line, then you're now as a perimeter player, you're kind of obsolete. Big men, you know, you got to be able to rebound. You got to be able to, you know, box out and stuff like that. But do you have the skills to come out to the perimeter? Embiid, the Joker, you know, all these different new, you know, Kevin Durant, you know, hell, LeBron James. These guys are 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 six seven, six eight, six nine and above, and they're out on the perimeter because you can't keep up if you can't shoot three pointers. And we saw that in this year's finals. We saw it in this year's playoffs. And we've seen it in in the Golden State Warriors becoming um, what they've been able to become. And I almost look at it like you almost can't run the ball. You can't run the ball to win games anymore. you got to be able to throw it and air it out and get into the end zone to be able to keep pace with these types of teams that can throw the ball, that are finding ways to get the ball, push the ball upfield. Yeah, we've talked about it before. Like the Niners, that's a team that still runs a football. They've had a different leading rusher for like the last five years. Carlos Hyde was their last uh, running back who led the team in rushing in multiple years in a row. So it's, uh, it, is, it is a different game altogether. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. 
Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. We got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachinko Machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Right now, we're going to talk to Albert Breer, senior NFL reporter at the MMQB. You can get him on Twitter, at Albert Breer. AB, what's happening? Happy Thursday. Hi, AB. Hey, guys. What's up? Uh, just trying to figure out what the hell's going on with Stephon Diggs and Sean McDermott and Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills. I mean, give us the details. Give us the dirt. What have the you juicy heard? Details. What's going on here, AB? Well, I think usually when you take on somebody else's problems, eventually they're going to become your own problems. Um, and, like, I, I think I actually think, like, Stefan Diggs is a good guy. You see how popular he is in the locker room. Obviously, he's a great player. Uh, but, you know, I think some of the, I guess, friction that existed between he and the Vikings, I think it would have been naive uh, for Buffalo to think there wouldn't come a point when eventually that could happen to them. And we've seen this before with, you know, big-time receivers. And, I mean, look at Terrell Owens. You know, San Francisco's problems became Philadelphia's problems, became Dallas's problems, right? And then Randy Moss, you know, uh, Minnesota's problems became Oakland's problems, became New England's problems. So, um, yeah, this is unusual. Um, it certainly has happened in the past. And I think, um, you yeah, know, they're going to get this worked out. And I think he's going to be fine this year. Um, mostly because Buffalo doesn't have a choice um, because they're in such a win-now spot. They've leveraged so many contracts. They've already paid him. I don't know how many people have talked about this. They've already paid him $23 million for this year. Jesus. So they'd essentially be paying because they restructured him, you know, and so they, he had uh, an enormous base salary, and they just turned it into a signing bonus and gave it to him, base, more or less, uh, minus like the, the million-dollar minimum base. And so, you know, they have to work it out now. Um, you know, I think it's certainly the sort of um, warning sign you get, though, where um, you love to have Stephon Diggs for the next five years or so. Um, but I think you, if you're Buffalo now, you have to prepare for the idea that eventually there could come a point when you're moving on and you've got to find a new number one receiver for Josh Allen. Mm. Sounds like a whole lot of uh, – when a head coach says – we just we just need some time apart. I, I was saying earlier in the show, AB, that I mean that's that's relational 
terminology for I don't want to be with you anymore or we shouldn't be together. You know, I need my space from you for one reason or another. Like just the terminology seemed to to be kind of interesting. I, I don't I don't want to read too much into it, but well. I mean, if you consider one thing, though, LeVar, like, I mean, I didn't mean to cut you off there. No, but, that's cool. Go, go, you I got mean, it. I, I mean, there is, there is, a, there is, you know, somebody who was subtracted from the equation over the last year, and that's Brian Dayball, you Correct. know, who Correct. helped to develop Josh Allen, who got the most out of Stephon Diggs. And, you know, you do wonder, you know, in a lot of cases, like when you've got a defensive head coach, you know, the offensive coordinator kind of, becomes the biggest voice for a player and vice versa, right? Like, I'm sure you had offensive head coaches over the course of your career where the defensive coordinator was probably the biggest voice for you on a day-to-day basis, right? We had so, Greg Williams. And I'll raise you one. definitely we, was the biggest voice. <laughs> we'll ra- I'll raise you one. I had Ray Bob my, my rookie year. I had Ray Rhodes my rookie year, so there go figure. Go. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, I mean, I, I think, like, subtracting Brian Dayball from the equation could be a factor here. Um, you know, you certainly saw the frustration at the end of the season, and there were a ton of expectations on that team, and I think that team's talented enough to win a Super Bowl, you know? And, and, and let's remember this, too, and I, I think this is something that, you know, kind of gets undersold a little bit. Think about everything Buffalo went through last year, you know? Like, the DeMar Hamlin thing, the, the they, they got displaced twice by snowstorms. There was the... Um, there was a shooting um, that, or, you know, they, they 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 helped that community heal. They were a big part of the the, the rehabilitation process for that community um, after the top supermarket shooting. Um, that at the end of the year was physically spent, was fully spent. Josh Allen was hurt at the end of the year. Von Miller had torn his ACL. Yeah. That team had been through a lot, you know, and you know, you you take that plus maybe some of the personal frustration. The guys like Diggs and Allen might have had at the end of the year, first year without Dayball, and go as far. And um, you know, I, I certainly think there are a lot of things there that probably go ahead. Albert Breer, senior NFL reporter at the MMQB, joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. You can get him on Twitter at Albert Breer. AB, so I guess big picture, we could always talk about the devaluing of the running back position, but it does feel like the hot button issue, especially over the past several days. On at ground level, just in the moment, as opposed to the big picture aspect of everything. Where do we stand on Saquon, Josh Jacobs, Dalvin Cook? Like, there's a lot of people. T- Jonathan Taylor even came out and, and spoke about just the whole situation. Uh, as far as the immediate effects of the running back position, where do we stand on those? The hard thing is, Jonas, is like, I think for positions, you look at it and you say, if you're going to re sign a guy after three years, it's like, okay, so I am going to get. And this guy's career on his conscience, right? Oof. Where fourth, fifth, sixth year, like that's going to be the prime of the guy's career. And I'm going to pay him at the top of the market. But I'm always the very best of him. And with running back, at the prime of your career almost right away with the league. You know what I mean? Like, so like Zeke Elliott's a good example, and I think he's sort of become the cautionary tale. But Dallas got two rushing titles out of him. You know what I mean? Like, and Dallas, I, I would say if you ask anybody that organization, being able to lean on him was a big part of their ability to develop Dak Prescott in a proper way. You know, and so 
yeah, they had to pay a tax at the end, but they they got value out of it. And, you know, we've seen kind of friction between players and, and team things before, and they wind up working out with, like, he got a contract. Nick Chubb got a contract. Alvin Kamara got a contract. Oh, All right. So I think that this is always – these are always hard discussions to have because I'm sure a Saquon Barkley looks at it, you know, and says – well, I'm going to pay me like a, like the number three receiver. What I mean, you're going to pay me like the the second pass rusher on a team. Um, so those are difficult discussions to have, you know, because I mean, Saquon was, I mean, maybe the most important uh, on the Giants roster last year, and 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 getting them tur- getting that turned around and um, getting accomplished what Brian Dayball and Joe Shane wanted to get accomplished in year one. Same goes for Josh Jacobs. You know, Josh Jacobs with the Raiders, you know, he kind of became central to everything they were offensively with going through the ups and downs that Derek Carr had. And so, uh, like, that's uh, – those can be very, very difficult discussions to have where you, you have to say to a player, well, you know, we're not paying you for past performance. We're paying you for where we think you're going to go. And, like, unfortunately, at your position, the prime of your career sort of already happened. And, you know, we have to protect ourselves against the downside here. Um, you know, and that's like, I mean, that's what a guy for three years. Saquon's been in the league for five years. You know what I mean? So those are always tough discussions to have. I think they will find a middle ground. And I, I mean, look, like, I think Le'Veon Bell is a great, you know, cautionary tale on the other side of it where, you know, if I'm advising one of these guys, I'm saying, you know, let's, let's go to the mat. Let's fight for every dollar. But at some point, you just got to take the money because there are too many stories of guys who didn't take the money who wound up in a really bad place because um, because they they weren't willing to accept the reality of that position in the league. Yeah, I, I tend to have an agreeance with that. Let, let's let's stay on the tailback position then and go to Minnesota. Now you're talking about cautionary tales about the running back, but this is a team that let Dalvin Cook go. How much of an impact does that have on Minnesota? Because it doesn't look like they, they've brought anybody else in or, or foreseeably are going to bring somebody else in to replace him. Do do they feel like they have that with the running back they have on or running backs they have yeah. on staff? And it, this is definitely a show-me year for Kirk Cousins, right? Because you don't have the safety of a thousand, a consistent thousand-yard rusher on the ground. Right, and I think, I think the way you want to look at Minnesota globally, Lavar, is this is sort of their reset year. Um, you know, they had like a lot of guys who were on big contracts when they when, when Kevin O'Connell and Quasi Adolfo got there last year, and I think their strategy was a little bit like, and I, I brought up Buffalo, but a little bit like what Buffalo did in 2007, where they held together to the core for a year to try to establish a program. And then they cleaned out the salary cap in year two. And they sort of reset the table in year two so they could build the team the way that they saw fit. And so, like, last year, you saw the Vikings bring back a lot of guys like, you know, Eric Kendricks and Harrison Smith. And, um, you know, obviously Dalvin Cook is in that category too, Kirk Cousins. Uh, And they basically said, we're going to win with this core right now. Adam Thielen's another one. Um we're going to win with this core right now. We're going to establish something. We're going to get people in the building believing. And then after we go through that, we're going to have to reset a few things because we, we need to build for the future. 
And so that's sort of what they went through, and Cook was part of that. Um, as for what they you know, are going to be doing at running back, I look at where Kevin O'Connell came from and the way that they value running backs with the Rams and how you know, at one point they did have a running back at the top of the market and Todd Gurley, and then they won a Super Bowl without that. Um, they won a Super Bowl more with parts at that position and um, you know, guys like Cam Akers um, on the roster, Sonny Michelle. Um, and, you know, so I think there's a belief that they can do a little bit more with less of that position. And that's, you know, part of the reason why they gave Alexander Mad- Madison, who's been a really good player for them, the contract they did, because they figure bringing back Madison, and I think it's like $3.5 million a year, was a better value for them than paying Dalvin Cook at the top of the market. Uh, Albert Breer, senior NFL reporter at the MMQB, joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. So what's the latest on DeAndre Hopkins? He's in New England to visit with the Patriots. Uh, He was already in Tennessee. Does he have any other stops lined up, or is one of these two teams going to be where he ends up being uh, overall? I mean, I still still think, like, you know, there's that potential that he has an epiphany and, you know, like says, I just want to go win, you know? And, like, maybe the money isn't all that different, and he says, I just want to go to Kansas City. Like and like, let's see if we can figure something out. And maybe Chris Jones does a restructure, and we can figure something out. Or I want to go to Buffalo, you know. And maybe that's part of making Stephon Diggs happy. Now, I think the Bills would probably look at it the other way. Like we need to get Diggs the ball, and there's only one ball. And you know, um, Hopkins is a volume guy, so that could be problematic. But I, I do think that there's that part of it where it's going to come down to what DeAndre Hopkins really wants. You know what I mean? Does he want to go chase a championship at 31 years old? Or does he want to take every dollar he can get? And no one should blame him if it's the latter. Because, I mean, God knows, like, these guys can only make money for so long. And so I would never blame a player at the end of his career for taking one last payday. So I think that's sort of what it is right now. Um, You know, Tennessee's retooling, obviously. And, you know, the new general manager, Rand Carthon, there, they've, sort of, you know, chose this to be a year of transition, and, and, and they'll be going through that this year. Um, and New England, obviously, I think is, you know, sort of looking for a rebound, and they need answers on Mac Jones. And, you know, maybe having, you know, DeAndre Hopkins on board, um, getting a guy who's at least got experience as a true number one receiver, um, you know, can give them, you know, a, a clearer answer faster on who Jones is going to be and, with the decisions they're going to have to make on him after the year, they need to get to those answers as fast as possible. So I think it's, it's going to be, does he want to go compete for a ring? Um, does he want, or does he want to take top dollar? Or is there some balance between the two? And I think right now, you know, my guess would be that he's probably somewhere in the middle of there trying to balance it and figure out what the best thing is to do. And, and that decision, by the way, doesn't have to happen tomorrow. It could happen closer to training camp if he wants to wait. Get him on Twitter, at Albert Breer, senior NFL reporter at the MMQB. Always kind enough to join us every single Thursday. A.B., appreciate it. As we get you, sir. As we get closer to college football, we'll get some uh, some Buckeye talk going. You know, that's how we do it on this show. That's our year. Yeah. By the way, A.B., it's yeah. our year. Listen, at a loss for words. It's oh, our year to spank them. Drew Aller. That's all right. Drew Aller, come on, man. We finally got a uh... – a franchise QB. What's that? What are you, you trying? Guys, to... You guys had. You guys had. To, you guys had to go and. You guys had to dip into Ohio to get your quarterback. Oh but, come on! Right. It's okay. You know, you guys have dipped into Pennsylvania quite a bit. <laughs> that's true. You know? that's true. I think. I think the biggest recruit, one of the biggest recruits coming out this year that Ohio State got is from from Pittsburgh. I, I believe somewhere around there. Is that so, right? Yeah, I well, believe I so. Remember- 
I remember. I remember getting. I think Noah Spence was from Harrisburg. Oh yes. yeah. Is that, is that correct? Right. Yeah. 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 yeah well, and, and I would. Say, and, and we do have. We do. If you if, if you go and look it up, Lavar, we do have a receiver from Pennsylvania this year who's pretty good. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah Mr. Harris. Yeah, we, 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 yeah, he might be. I, I, hey, bro, football I, Hall of Famer. I think. He's I just. Good I, I mean, you went there. I, I'm just telling you, you guys. You get a few guys from PA. I mean, <laughs> so I get it. The guy, who, the guy who might be our quarterback is from that same high school. Actually, I think it's. Is it yes, it is. Prep, right? Yes, he is. Yep. You're right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so there you go. All right, little... We do play better football in PA, but you know it's all good, man. <laughs> uh, it's our year. It's our year to get you, AB, and I'm, I'm gonna just start the the the, the antics now. Too? I'm gonna start it early. I, I think we'll our defense you is going to be the best defense. We're going to have the best defense in the ten, man. And we're going right? to have some. Yeah, we'll have something for Michigan this year as well. Okay. Yeah, okay. Because we're going to have an offense too, and 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 you know what. I know we're running a little late, but hey, AB, our running attack will be a light years ahead of of Michigan or Ohio State. Wow! How about and that? we'll be able to throw. Jonas, mark it down. Yeah, there I you did go. mark it down. Nick uh, Singleton, Katron Allen. You know what I mean? Like, mark it down. It's like write a, it down. It's Edging like a, stone. It's like two Curtis Enuses. You know, back in uh, back in Penn State. Well, we had Aaron Harris, so yeah. Yeah. Curtis Enos, Aaron Harris. There you go. There it is. Uh Albert, Bam. uh again we thanks, appreciate Albert. it and uh, we'll do it again next week. All right, thanks guys. There Have a good one. All right. Uh, the All right, great buddy. Albert Breer. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros in a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at six AM Eastern, three AM Pacific. Hey, it's me, Rob Parker. Check out my weekly MLB podcast, Inside the Parker, for 22 minutes of piping hot baseball talk featuring the biggest names and newsmakers in the sport. Whether you believe in analytics or the eye test, we've got all the bases covered. New episodes drop every Thursday, so do yourself a favor and listen to Inside the Parker with Rob Parker on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o o who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. 
Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. We got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a robot pachinko machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'll just say this, man. We got a JFK on one of the TVs in the studio. Yep. Easily in my top 10. Might be my top five favorite movies of all time. I love this movie. Never seen it. You've never seen JFK? Mm. Holy. Let me tell you something. Oliver Stone got ripped in half when he made this movie because he's a conspiracy theorist and blah, 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 blah. And all this time has passed and you go back and you watch this movie and some of the stuff that's come out and some of the stuff he talked about in 1990, you look at it again and you go, damn, he might have been onto something. Like, And the cast is unbelievable. It's a who's who of who's in the movie. If you look up the IMDb, uh, and, and Lee DeLapp is going to be all over this when it comes to just the names of, of everybody that was in it, it's it's absolutely fantastic. I don't care. Come on. Hey, you know, you're not a bad-looking man, Mr. Galson. Not bad-looking at all. That's Kevin Bacon hitting on Kevin Costner. <laughs> you're not into that? Nope. <laughs> I don't care. Come on, Barr. You're not a bad-looking man, Mr. Arrington. I know that the Kennedys are are an American (laughs) family, like American success story, powerful family, but it's just not – doesn't interest me. You know, here's a a fun fact about this movie. Somebody that was obsessed with the JFK assassination was the great Derek Thomas of the Mm. Chiefs. Like, obsessed with it. Like, there was a – on his uh, A Football Life documentary – there was a radio host, I believe it was a radio host or a TV host in Kansas City. He could never get Derek Thomas to come on because he just didn't, didn't want to do interviews. The only way he was able to get him to come on is if he could talk about the JFK conspiracy and just mm. everything that came along with it. How about that? Little little factoid for you. Shouts out to one of the goats. Un- he was amazing. Why does Rice play Texas? <laughs> hmm, interesting. Sam, you're an idiot. He's an idiot. <laughs> uh, all right. So <laughs> we, we, we transitioned smoothly from a Rice, Texas preview from the 1960s over to apparently somebody who thinks like it's the 1960s, and that would be Nick Saban. According to Jameer Gibbs, and this uh, this actually popped up a couple of days ago, but 
I, I, I wanted to get your thoughts on it, LeVar, because I know you and Petros were talking about just sort of the, you know, the, the Nick Saban effect in Alabama yesterday and just sort of his approach to games and, and their approach towards building programs. You talked about USC, Penn State, just sort of what the approach is for some of these schools. And Jameer Gibbs, who's the first-round pick of the Detroit Lions this year, they were asking him recently about a running the, back yeah the, the running back asking him recently the differences between the nfl thus far and with nick saban in alabama and he said the following quote saban we're probably hitting every day full pads in the heat for two hours here we get good work in but they don't try and kill us now, he's not the first guy that's come out and complained or at least spoken about just the grind of the Alabama practices. That's been a story that's been out there for a while. But my question is, if it's so rough and they beat you up so bad, why does he continue to land some of the best recruits every single year? Because they win. <laughs> There's a method to the madness for certain. Um, but again, is the method that the players are that good? Or is the method that there's a combination of really, really solid coaching to great coaching and the players are really, really good? Or, you know, is it is it that there's the preparation and they're really, really, really good and there's good coaching? What is I don't know what the combination of what the success is. I just know that Nick Saban has – has been able to establish greatness connected to to Alabama, and and to me, it's created a sustainable uh, surplus and 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 just a a constant restocking of five star, four star uh, players and prospects that are coming out of high school. I mean, would you want to go to Alabama coming out of high school, knowing all these stories about the grind, the practice, if you knew that it was simply a vessel to get you to the NFL and your NFL dreams, if you knew it was going to come with all this grind and there would be, you know, something on the back end that could, you know, deter you from getting a longer term contract because you're beat up coming out of the school, that wouldn't steer you in another direction or or at least i mean i think you got to take everything into consideration when you're trying to choose a school i chose i wanted to win a national title i wanted to win a few national titles i loved florida state because florida state was you know very competitive and was close to winning a national title and I mean, I never visited the school, but I was I was very intrigued and interested and and liked it. Same with Miami. Um, if if I knew that there was a school I could go to and I was guaranteed the opportunity with my hard work to be able to actually play for a national title, I would probably entertain going there. Absolutely. Um, if everything else fit. You know, if the school fit what I wanted out of school, if if the coaching staff, if if we kind of had a, a, you know, a good good kind of understanding of one another, because there's there's also the personal the personal aspect of it, too, where you want to accomplish on a personal level as well. And do I have an opportunity to do that or am I just a name in the crowd? You know, I never wanted to be just a name in the crowd. I wanted and I knew if I could play if I if I got on the field I would be okay but 
you know, one of the biggest reasons why I chose to stay in Pennsylvania outside of me wanting to play at a linebacker position and, and linebacker you was, you know, and is Penn State. Um, I just was nervous to go out of state and play out of out of out of school that had so much talent. What do you mean? You traveled to Germany to play basketball when you were a kid. Yeah, but it's like if you make the wrong decision and you go somewhere like like for instance, they had they had Jamal Reynolds that had committed to to there the same same time I did. They already had a few really really good linebackers on that team and I was like, man, these dudes are from Florida. So if I go to Florida and it comes down to we're just as good as one another and we're playing the same position, they're going to go with the Florida kid over over the out-of-towner. And that was at Florida State or Florida? That was at Florida State. So so I, I guess the things have really changed since I was coming out of high school because it used to be colleges really stayed in certain recruiting areas for their school. And and now it doesn't seem as though they they have any type of borders. It's just as much as they can afford in terms of being able to travel around and go um, and go recruit. So I think I think today's day and age of of recruiting and going to you know schools out of state is a much easier proposition to to navigate than it was back then. And knowing what you know now, if I think I can get on the field and play, I think you make. I think you certainly are going to entertain going to Alabama. And for what it's worth, to to be able to say what Jameer said is almost, in some ways, in some regards, even though he may not realize it yet, it's a badge of honor. It's a badge of honor to be able to make it through an Alabama week of practice. It's a badge of honor to be able to make it onto the field for Alabama. So. There's that aspect of it, too, because I interviewed John Jonathan Allen one time and Jonathan Allen, his his mindset falls right in line he, with how Nick Saban is. He's an impressive dude. I actually heard that yeah. interview. Yeah, like that's yeah. that's a guy who you want drafted to your team. Yeah, that's he's a grown leader. man. Yeah, he's a grown ass man. So, you know, just everybody has different opinions, but. And I get you could say, you know, it's it's easier or we get a lot of good work done without, you know, you getting beat up or anything like that. But I'll tell you what, I had my most impressive games, my, my best games, my best times when I was in college. And it was because I didn't have no money and I wasn't, you know, there's a difference between making it and trying to stay making it and and making it and still trying to make it. Right. And the the type of work that goes into it, you don't have a choice because if you if you make the choice to not be what they want you to be, they'll have somebody else take your spot. So there's the idea, there's a fear factor level, there's there's a I have to do this level and those who can't handle it, they transfer. And they kind of, you know, in, in most cases, more often than not, not the few cases that you see where they go to a different school and they do well, those those guys fade away. Transfer guys fade away, you know, and and it, it's kind of it's sad. I mean, in some cases now with the transfer portal, it does work. It, it, I do believe that it does have an opportunity to work um, for older guys that may have not had an opportunity. Uh, there might be guys that just really are just better or in a better situation and, and a better fit, and it's better for you to go somewhere else. Like transferring does work for some, but for me historically it's always exposed 
weak, weaker guys, you know, weaker yeah. mentally, you know, but they're, they're, that's a little different now. But with that being said, I just think that those things, it's a badge of honor to be able to go through a rigorous uh, work and, and get yourself prepared for and, games. And I also think that Saban gets, I don't want to say it's a bad rap. I just think there's a, a, a feeling that, He's this, you know, because what he gives the media and what he gives his players, I think, are two different things. I've hung and, out with Coach Saban. See, he was recruiting me to the Miami Dolphins. Super cool dude. Uh, that's man. that's, and I've heard Super the same cool thing. Dude. Like uh, Jason Taylor has said, like he to this day he still talks to Nick Saban, and the, and the narrative was, well, Nick Saban was a bust as an NFL head coach. Not really, he man. wasn't. No, Not, he just didn't win a Super Bowl. Yeah, like he didn't so. win a Super Bowl, and they they went with Dante Culpepper instead of Drew Brees. Like that, that's what happened. But I think that if if you hear him do any of the pre and post game when Alabama gets eliminated, he's fantastic. If you yeah. hear, I just think what he gives us, the media and the public, and what he gives his players are two different sides. And I think he's got a lot of people fooled, which is why part of it is why he's able to land such top recruits, like why he's able to get players to buy into what he's done over the past. His what, wife 10, is pretty years. dope. His wife is pretty dope too. Yeah. They're they're a really good team. They're a really good team, and I don't know how involved he is in recruiting at this point because he's just – he's a legend. I mean, he's he's achieved greatest of all time at his at what he does. Who wouldn't want to, first of all, play for that? Agreed. The greatest coach of all time in college football and, and even, in you know, one of them in sport in general. Who wouldn't want to entertain playing for a legend? I know I did when I went to Penn State. You know, so I, I think there's cachet involved with that. There's a lot that that is involved with that, and um, but I think that you got to have a lot of great coaching, you know, that goes along with that. And their coaching staff is one of the largest in the entire country, and the resources that they have are phenomenal. So you know, that's something that you would want to be a part of. But I'll say this to you, Jonas. Yeah, you better say it. I can guarantee you that a lot of Nick Saban's coaches and maybe even Nick Saban at times deals with a little bit of heartburn, a little, little bit of, you know, jelly belly, a little bit of unsettled belly, you know what I mean? Right. So if you get tired of chewing chalky and assets all day, maybe you should try Prilosec OTC. What up, Prilosec? With just one pill each morning, you can experience a full 24 hours of zero heartburn. And yes, it is possible while taking Prilosec OTC. So use as directed for 14 days to treat frequent heartburn. Now, you should know it's not for immediate relief. So you got to get into the system. You got to get into the matrix. Kind of like what you do at Alabama. You want to get into the matrix, go through the process. It won't be immediate, but it will happen. Great point. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. We got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying, flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a robot pachinko machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on!